Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and we have Kelsey Shalou in the studio as always. How are you doing, Kelsey? Hey, I am awesome. How are you doing, Brian? Happy Friday. Oh, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. I can't tell if these weeks are super long or super fast. (laughs) I'm not really sure what's going on. Time is a constant, but it doesn't always feel that way. Um, So on today's episode... We are. Oh, before I get to that, we're as always we're recording in the uh, the the Evoke Advertising Studios near Orlando, Florida, and um, on today's episode, we are going to talk about the urban identity. So to kind of expound on that before we jump into it, really kind of like unpacking and dissecting what makes a city or a town or a region what it you know, what it is. You know, like kind of any kind of identifying factors iconography the 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 cues that make chicago chicago or new york new york austin portland and all the other great cities in the country and even around the world who they are regardless of whether you visited them or visited them or not mm-hmm. so um to to kind of like jumpstart that conversation kelsey you were you brought to my attention another one of facebook's yeah, <laughs> facebook takeover they, tactics facebook is taking over they um so Apparently, it was a rebrand of the events app. And I will have you know, I didn't even know that events was its own app. I just always oh, knew see, events yeah. like in Mm-mm. my tab on Facebook. For sure, yeah. Didn't even know events had its own application. Same. Uh, so they rebranded that probably because no one else knew what the events app mm. was. And there's a new Facebook-powered app, and it's called Facebook Local. Okay. And it's kind of this mashup of your events tab on Facebook. Uh-huh. So you get your same notifications if friends invite you to certain events or a concert or you know whatever mm-hmm. um, but it also kind of combines this search engine type um, feel to it so it's kind of taken over Yelp and this meetup meets Everbright or Eventbrite rather excuse me um, and it launched I believe on Monday just this week so it's brand new and I as soon as I read that article I downloaded it right away uh-huh. even though I had never even used the events app um, because Going through events on Facebook is one way that I find cool things happening around Orlando. I am not super loyal to when friends invite me to events. Oh, wow. You're like the you're like the anti word of mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm not super loyal to like if someone invites me to an event, I'm like, ah, cool. I'll, I'll see how I'm feeling when mm-hmm. it comes and rolls around unless it's like really important. Uh-huh. But I will go and I will find like it says like today, you know, this weekend's events, Saturday's events happening around Orlando. Yeah. And I'll go through that and I'll sift through it and I found some really awesome things on there. Huh. Um, so knowing that that's something that I like to do to find some cool things happening in Orlando, I immediately downloaded the app and it has like some like all these different categories it has like arts and culture uh nightlife music and it kind of just sifts you through all these different places uh, or categories rather that's happening in your current location okay um and so that kind of got me thinking about where do you know if you were looking at the types of events that are happening in orlando and then you take the same app and you look at the types of events happening in washington dc or new york or chicago or any of those other cities that we previously mentioned mm-hmm. how are they going to be different what types of vibes if you will are going to be created from certain cities just by the events that the city is hosting ah, and okay. the type of bars that are in those cities that they're mm-hmm. what kind of musicians are they pulling in and so on and so forth mm-hmm. um so that's kind of where this idea of cultural and um urban Urban identity and urban landscape comes from um, the almighty Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to give Facebook that much credit because that's the last thing that they need these days. Um, I think, I think for me, 
I'm probably about two years into my stay here in Orlando. Okay. And so there's the, the only things I knew about Orlando, let's just use it for an example. The only things I knew about Orlando before I moved here was Disney. Of course. And that was it. Like that was it. Maybe universal to a slightly lesser mm-hmm. extent. Um, and so I, I, I thought all the neighborhoods were on the theme park. Yeah. You know, the, the stores were Mickey <laughs> Disney themed, <laughs> you know, but obviously that's not the case. Mm. And so I think, Apps like this or, or apps like Eventbrite or or Meetup kind of give you more of a lay of the land outside mm-hmm. of the, the I guess, outside of the iconography a little yeah, bit. Yeah, or outside of the obvious, yeah, which yeah. is what makes those cool pieces of, that. that's what the culture is. Like mm-hmm. Disney World is something that is world, like a world culture that's yeah. everywhere. Um, it just happens to be in our backyard. But yeah, the, the little, you know, alleyways and, you know, Mills 50 kind of places that are pumping out cool stuff that mm-hmm. kind of give people of the these certain cities, um, yeah, that that cultural identity that we get a look at and that we that I, at least speaking for myself, slowly see myself picking at a, picking away at and kind of becoming and transforming into that. Mm-hmm. Um and Orlando is a, just an awesome city with really cool stuff going on. And a couple weekends ago, I was doing my little like Facebook events app search for this weekend. <laughs> um, Neglecting your friends. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> your friends' Love suggestions. Uh, and there was this event in downtown Orlando. They blocked off all the streets and it was this, it was a creativity fest. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really remember the name. It might have been like ingenuity or something something like that and it was just this very pop-up style kind of um street festival that had all different performers that had different um artists just doing collaborating and just doing cool things that i Mm -hmm. otherwise would not have gone to if i didn't log if i didn't go through my events on facebook that kind of found and i was just like oh snap this is awesome this is very cool we'll see that what i've noticed and this is kind of kind of goes into the idea of like this like city makeup Mm. is with Orlando, because there, you know, we have the second largest con- uh, convention center in the country. Yeah. We are a major uh, airport hub, um, and so a lot of fly-ins, fly-outs, a very a lot of corporate flights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You tend to see a lot of conferences mm-hmm. that come here. A lot of conferences and like conference size events. Yeah, and cons. Con- yes, a lot con- of a lot of cons. cons. Um, and so I think that kind of really speaks to what Orlando has to offer the most when it comes mm. to larger events like that. It's almost like what Orlando is capable of. Like really? we are capable of providing, you know, for these types of mm-hmm. events, just the way that it's been architecturally built out. Yeah, and I guess to, to contrast that, like when I went to the last time I went to Portland a mm-hmm. couple, like I said, about a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked up Eventbrite. I pulled mm-hmm. it up just to kind of see what what the vibe, as mm-hmm. you say. I've never used Eventbrite. Oh yeah, well Eventbrite is, it has a lot of the same similarity, mm-hmm. like same capabilities as as um, Facebook Local. But um, it you you get a you get a lay of the land yeah. from an event standpoint, from a arts culture social standpoint, and you know odd, not even oddly enough, but what I, I expected was a lot of arts and crafts. Mm-hmm thrift vintage very just like boho kind of events but what what struck me is that i, I forget Actually. that yeah well because well, well, portland is a port city mm. and so there and they i forget that they do have a professional uh, professional basketball team and so again a lot of their events that at least the ones that populated on eventbrite for example were corporate mm. and large concerts and like like conference sized events huh. and i was like huh I did. I mean, 
granted, there was still a lot of crunchiness to be had. It was it was it was very you know it was very kind of like laid back for the most part. But a lot of the major, a lot of the events that they were offering on the app were. Like I said, a lot of conference. Do you size, think that's the style. app, though? Do you think that that's the platform? Because you know, it might be. It really might be. It might be a situation where the these conference centers have um, sponsorships or relationships with Eventbrite mm-hmm. or other similar apps to kind of like put their events at the forefront. You can get tickets and stuff through exactly. Eventbrite, and so it might, yeah. mm-hmm. it might really and it might be a little different like just that. because if you're if a bar is having like a trivia night, mm-hmm. that's not going to be something that pops up, namely because it, it usually doesn't cost anything, and you're not going to want to take inventory as far mm-hmm. as tickets are concerned right so i mean yeah it, and it might just be because the the ver- the app that i was using interesting um as far as advertising on facebook local they're not doing anything like that yet mm-hmm. but they said you know down the line in future to come um you know it's obviously a consideration which I think would be an awesome plug for different types of like, especially if nightclub or, or like bars and nightlife is a new aspect because that was never a part of the mm-hmm. events app. Bringing that in for like deals or food, just food in general was mm-hmm. never part of the events. Yeah. Um, so bringing stuff like that onto the platform is not there yet, but yeah, and I line. think and I think it would be a way to kind of really target. Like allow allow a lot of those bars and restaurants to target the audience that they they, they know is going to be most interested in the, the events that they have to offer. Because mm-hmm. right now, like a lot of the advertising you do on Facebook has to be through your like business page. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's it, in my experience, it's a little clunky. You know, it doesn't really give you as much of the the reach as you you'd want because it's not in the hub. It's not right. in that space where people who are looking for the next it's refined, bar yeah. or a restaurant would be hanging out in any way. So mm-hmm. I think local kind of gives you that Yelp kind yeah. of hyper locality mm-hmm. or hyper localization that the current ad platform is missing on Facebook. Yeah, and going off that same string is if you are able to hyper you know, target Mm -hmm. and you are looking specifically for events. Like if you're on there as a user, you're looking to go do something. Advertisers could even be like, get three friends, invite them. Um, and you guys can, you know, blah, 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 kind of promotional styled Mm -hmm. stuff. But that's the whole idea is get and share with friends and tag them along. And there would be some cool opportunities for, for that kind of stuff to pop up. Yeah. It's kind of like a, remember Foursquare? Is Foursquare still a thing? I don't I think it like Oh, it's called be... Swarm now. Excuse me. I have me. no idea about Whoa, that. See? I will Showing say my age again. I will say another way that I do love to find cool local mm-hmm. hangs. Hold on to your hat. Okay. Orlando Weekly, the newspaper, the magazine, the monthly publication. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Printed oh, yeah, publication. I mean, yeah, all weekly. Love it. Love yeah, it. And all weekly is weekly, yeah. all weekly is a really good about like kind of being on the fringe and and so cool. focusing on a lot of the the, the events and the, the the goings on whether it's in the art scene mm-hmm. or or tech or what have you. You know, yeah, I would. Yeah, no, I that's love. not even a weird thing to. That's not a weird thing to admit. <laughs> I yeah. I love the Orlando Weekly. No, no, yeah, Big no, fan. yeah. All Big weeklies fan. are always great if you're just trying to figure out what's the next new what's event. What's happening? What's you going need on? To be and like weekly of. or monthly calendars. What what do we got going on in the month? Yeah. Where what is showing? Yeah, all what weeklies, kind of people are here? Yeah, all weeklies kind of kill the game when it comes to like event calendars. Yeah. Like they, 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 Mark that there's on no my one personal else that I would calendar. Go to. Love it. But that's not, we're not we're not sponsored by Orlando Weekly or any other alt weeklies in the area. That's we just really just personal, like, really just enthusiastic. Really like their 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 setup and their their infrastructure and the way that they kind of present events to the people. So 
advertisers. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Um, so kind of switch gears a little bit. Uh, we, we did mention the idea of uh, urban identity. Mm-hmm. So I really want to kind of jump into that and kind of get your take and kind of like bounce my take mm-hmm. off of like what like what constitutes urban like what constitutes the idea of urban identity like how does it play into especially in the travel and tourism Mm -hmm. sector like how does it play into what advertisers and marketers kind of try to pinpoint when it comes to showcasing the best aspects Mm -hmm. of a city town region cbb what have you Mm -hmm. so i guess to kind of start off like and i can just give you my Mm -hmm. interpretation i'd love to hear yours but for for me, urban identity or just just the city town identity, whatever it may be, kind of extends from the people. Yeah, 100%. I think it's I think it's all it's it relies mostly on the I'd say about eighty percent on the people. What is the other twenty percent? Uh, the rest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, but they, well, I guess the twenty percent would probably be just. Maybe environment. Uh, yeah, probably the environment. Like mm-hmm. You know, whether you're a beach town mm-hmm. or a mountain totally. town or something in between. Um, but yeah, it's 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 about the it's people. The people. It's about sure. the people and the culture that they kind of portray. Uh, whether it's you know more of a Pleasantville kind of vibe mm-hmm. or like a laid back SoCal kind of vibe or some some other persona. Like those are the things that help you identify what a city is all mm-hmm. about. Like what do those people what do the people there eat? Mm-hmm. What, what do they like to go do on the weekend? What kind of music do they listen what to? Music, you know, like how do what they kind of clothing do they wear? Exactly. How do they how do they go about the infrastructure? Mm-hmm. Is it a walkable town? Is it a biking town? Mm-hmm. Is it a driving town? That's a good you one. know? Transportation. Exactly. And yeah. so a lot of those things you kind of have to take into consideration when forming an idea of of urban identity for yep. a specific location. So that's me. That's Yeah, that's no, me. I totally agree with everything that you just said the the only thing that I'll add to it and goes back to the people is just how humans are conditioned to have certain values um and you know you and I can sit here have a lot of similar values but then also have different worldviews on certain situations how cities are brought up and raised throughout history mm-hmm. I think the events that have taken place to positive and unfortunately negative situations mm-hmm. um shape how again the people come together in a in a town um or in a city to kind of rise up to the occasion um to kind of match that to to uh uh i I guess carry on their personal values and their personal conditioning to create this cultural urban identity within um Uh, within cities but another thing is like the architecture of cities um i I lived in spain for a brief moment in history and madrid okay and but i did some i was in barcelona and i did some stuff up in northern spain and like uh, the architecture there and how like madrid is built versus how barcelona is built are so completely different and how people act in Barcelona is it's on a beach and people are more laid back and it's Mm -hmm. newer city and then you get to Madrid and everyone has their third collar button and their cuffs rolled and Mm -hmm. everything is very proper and old school and you know business and um, even the way that the architecture is is just like designs on buildings relates to those two respective places um and we can take that back to the states of course and just Mm -hmm. how things how how our cities are actually built um i think definitely speaks to how people are brought up in the cities mm-hmm. um and the neighborhoods like in cities and you think of new york and you think of all these different little boroughs and how yeah. they all have their own respective identities and how they clash and how they you know bond and we get music from there and fashion from there foods from there mm-hmm. uh, 
this is like maybe relative, maybe not relative, but I learned this recently last week. So like the Poke Bowl, it's like latest cra- Do you know what a Poke Bowl is? It's like big craze. It's like this. Oh, the, the, the raw tuna. And- yeah, it's like this. It's like this rice bowl with like yeah, raw yeah. tuna and mm-hmm. stuff on it and you eat it with chopsticks. And if I asked you where that's from, where do you think it would be originated from? Hawaii. Oh my God. <laughs> Brian, yo, this guy knows. Yo, I news to me, and every, news to everybody else on the social team. Everyone was like, "It's from Japan. It's from really? Hawaii." Yeah, no one knew that. Nobody oh, knew we that. We gotta talk to the social media team. Y'all no gotta, one y'all gotta do knew that. Yeah, poke. Poke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Wow. Poke. Okay. Yeah. Next next topic. Yeah. Poke, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess even just how people share foods and stuff mm-hmm. like that kind of relates to, um, yeah, I guess where people are coming from. So, okay. <laughs> to that was a lot of excitement. Yeah, I was so, excitement. I can't, I'm so proud of Brian. <laughs> so let's let's bring it let's go bring it back a little bit. Let's dial take it a down. Sip of my tea and mm-hmm. just calm down. Uh, so say that you are a an agency yes, that specializes right. in travel and tourism. Mm-hmm. So with all of that said, what are some of the things that you want to take in consideration before you start creating sort like a, a marketing plan, mm-hmm. so to speak? So you you're not obviously targeting people that are already there. So you're kind of creating this yeah, let's um, say you're, you're, narrative. You're definitely in the visitors. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to pull people yeah, into bring, something bring people that, in. that mm-hmm. they've you know, maybe never been to before. So something interesting that I think about too, like Hollywood does it a lot is Hollywood has mapped and kind of made ourselves be able to like, so if we see a bat, it's really easy for us to understand it's supposed to be spooky or sp- mm-hmm. supposed to be, scary Mm -hmm. um and in comic creation moves like that it's called closure and that you can um take one frame to the next frame and make it uh make a lot of things happen very quickly just by using these kind of narratives that we've been painted our whole life and hollywood has a lot to do that and i think um media does a lot of that when it comes to travel and tourism and so mm-hmm. obviously mickey mouse is worldwide and we have the eiffel tower and all these big huge icons um but kind of pulling from i think to me make the big appeals and stuff like that is pulling the like um big idea types mm. of events or um icons from a city but then like for me it's like find the things that you have to like lift up the rock okay. and show these people what orlando has to offer that isn't mickey mouse okay. um and pull those things out and then you know create a message behind it to people that never get to see um the ocean or that never get to see some of the things that orlando has or whichever city but um pulling these like big idea basic idea concepts of um, like your what it is what's the pull to your city in the first place mm-hmm. um, but then pick up the rock and find what's underneath it and kind of attract an audience to some of the non-obvious things mm-hmm. that make people kind of want to explore that so basically using sort of like a a, a somewhat familiar thing to kind of draw them reach. in and then use and then take yeah, that like what you might not know is also you know within 10 miles of okay. x um and in doing a little bit of research for this for this uh, episode, there was like some city in like I don't even know where it was, maybe like Asia or honestly Iceland. Those are very different, but <laughs> it was some place okay. that had n- no tourist travel and tourism population, and uh, it was this beautiful um, mountainous 
land for outdoor adventure types of people that wanted to come and you know hike and climb Mm -hmm. and they their like city council invested a bunch of money in instagram influencers and got all of these big outdoor adventure very rei style people to come out and climb some mountains and take some photos and their travel and tourism index just peaked just through a social influencer um like status of saying like I didn't even know this place was on the map, but look how awesome, you know, these these adventures are and these people blogging about it and you kind of carrying that out on the social space. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I think the best parts of traveling are not the obvious parts of traveling. Uh, so as far as travel and tourism, um, yeah, fi- picking up the rock and looking under it is OK. That's but that's that's a personal. That's me. That's what I enjoy when I when I travel okay. or when I think about hopping to a new city. So I, uh, so for you, I kind of give people, give listeners a little bit of context. You, t- you were, you were more so of an adventurer. Sure. Of course. Like absolutely. You were more so the kind of person who has no problem lifting those rocks up right. and, and kind of like going down the, the, the paths that, that most people wouldn't go down. So the average traveler <laughs> is not that person. Yeah. <laughs> the average traveler is looking for some sort of familiarity they can draw back to their home. Mm-hmm. Something they can draw back and say, oh, okay, I get that. I mm-hmm. understand what that is, even though it might be in a completely different space. So Disney, I, I, I use Disney as an example because especially Epcot. Mm. Now, Epcot is very interesting because for people who might not have the resources or the funds to go to Italy mm-hmm. or to Germany or to France, they don't have to do that. Right. They don't have to worry about going all, all you know, all the, out, out of the way and, you know, draining their savings account. They can come to Florida mm-hmm. to do that, you know. So you still have the opportunity to, to experience the quote unquote unknown, mm-hmm. but in still a in a familiar, different. but in still in a familiar space. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's the approach that I would take as far as like creating creating a marketing plan. If I if I was working for a CBB mm-hmm. like that, is to kind of show taking your taking the element of showing something they might not have seen before, but mm-hmm. making sure it's in an arena in that they're familiar with. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's it's very hard for a lot because people think that travel and adventure are synonymous. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not. Travel for some people could literally mean just driving from one city to another city two hours over. Mm-hmm. You know, adventure is like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go to this country that I can't pronounce. I'm not even going to take a map. I've got $200 in my pocket. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, it's a completely different. It's a completely different sentiment. So I think I think your first step is 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 trying to identify the difference between what's travel and what's mm-hmm. adventure and maybe even try to like. Combine March the two into, sure. into, in a bit for a they bit are different, but they definitely do exist in a same in a similar space or can Absolutely. can exist in a similar space. Absolutely. So I don't know. I mean, that's that's, no, that's I, not, I mean, I don't want to give away too much because, you know, you know, that's all because <laughs> we do that pretty much yeah, every you know, single if you episode. Come, if you want to come, be sure to email info, email info at uh, evoke ad dot com. <laughs> and uh, we can talk it out. Um, but kind of moving, moving past the idea of it's just like that surface level idea of urban identity like are there certain i guess milestones or Mm. or or major events that that define cities yeah i think well i think of if we're trying to stay a little bit more topical, I mm-hmm. think of like Silicon Valley and like tech emerging. But if okay. we go like way, way back in time, uh-huh. like Steel and like all of these like like oh, certain so that, cities that, that that sentimental romanticized idea of just like of like we like Pittsburgh, right? It's yeah, the city Steel. steel. City. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. they came out with that, steel and city. that was their that was a revolutionary moment for 
for for our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that kind of in all different cities sprinkled throughout the throughout the country, like major ones. Um, yeah. But as far as current stuff and staying relative, I think like just tech popping out of um, California is like, and I mean, hey, we've been talking about cannabis on the last couple episodes and even that and like Denver making um, like a huge first jump of like, yeah, we're going to be the first city to, um, you know, host recreational marijuana and then seeing Mm -hmm. all of these other cities follow a very similar method to them to kind of support that. Um, So it's less about like historical events and more just about like a climate, like a, like a certain culture. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I feel like at the end of the day, like it is still kind of a historical event. Okay. So, so I'd say it, I'd say it's still on the history yeah. side, but it, it does the history results from said culture of city yeah. for sure. Um, there's a reason that Colorado and Denver was the first city to make that move as mm-hmm. opposed to like some city in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it still has to do with history, especially if you look back to like the Roaring Twenties and all of the things that were kind of popping out and emerging. Even maybe we're like not so much now, but back in history when like certain laws were passed and where they were passed and what state um, like um, um, fought, I don't know if fought is the right word, uh, different like Supreme Court cases to get um, different like milestones passed. And I don't know if that does go back to a city but i can imagine that there is some sense of pride from those people of the cities at that time um getting certain movements yeah pushed forward and i see what i see where you're going with that but the, so the my counterpoint is outside of the people who know the historical significance uh, of whatever occurred in that city at that time. does it still have that significance on a greater scale like uh, i'm from i'm from new york mm-hmm. and you tell me that oh the first pig farm was <laughs> created in this small town in texas i'm not gonna care about that right. <laughs> like and i mean and i'm i i wager a guess that a lot of people in that small town in Texas probably aren't going to care about that as much either. There still mm. might be a historical significance, but I'm thinking more, hmm, what would be a good example of this? I was thinking more of the longs along the lines of like women getting to vote, not necessarily big farms that I understand. I'm just giving you a hard time. A, an example, <laughs> but, but even then like women's suffrage, suffrage, that was a countrywide thing. Yeah. You know, that that's not, not something that can be localized to just one city or even one region, you know? Yeah. But I feel like there are certain laws that are like this state versus mm-hmm. this state. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's something we haven't even talked about, but this state versus this state kind of makes me think of like and I know you kind of want to talk about college towns and Mm -hmm. how that relates to other big cities but like sports and like this like the pride that comes from certain states and certain cities Mm -hmm. um sports teams and like New York has like three different football teams are like in that area of New Jersey and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and how people that are sitting on the fence kind of take that side and take that pride with them um and just like the devastation that people feel when like the main player you know relocates and comes down to Miami or you know yeah. whatever's going on there um the, i don't know that's something to note too is just sports that yeah and i list, think but. and i think that's yeah i think that's a better example of of what of of a city's a piece of cities a city's iconography and then kind of expanding that across a countrywide 
kind of feel. So like the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. and the NFL, like even if you're not a Cowboys fan, you know of the mm-hmm. Cow- Dallas of Cowboys. You know where they're located. It's and it's Yankees. one of those things. Exactly. Like yeah. The Yankees. And um, so I think that's more of an idea of like so a defining feature of, of a city, something that adds to the urban identity sure. of a location. I like that. Adds to. Yeah. Supplements. And so to, to go back to your example of um, Pittsburgh and yep. Steel City, even though the, 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 the steel mill industry is not this, you know, bolstered. Booming. It's, no, it's not at all. But you still identify Pittsburgh as the Steel City because sure. that's something that's been ingrained in mm-hmm. that city's history since day one. Mm-hmm. So I think examples like that are kind of what I'm, I'm kind of what I'm trying to lean towards as far as like getting a feel for how other areas identify specific regions. Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I yeah. think that just comes from like, kind of like going back to the narratives that mm-hmm. we paint. And so I know you just asked a specific question, but my mind like, <laughs> beep, 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 rerouting. Uh-huh. Um, think about like breweries and like, okay. if you are a brewery from, uh, so um, Kona Brewery, the like Hawaiian mm-hmm. style vibe, they got sued last year because they put on this like persona and this narrative that it's, you know, Hawaiian brood, it's mm-hmm. Hawaiian waters, and they're from like North Carolina. Yeah. And they got sued because they're giving off this persona and identity of being, you know, Hawaiian brood and, you know, like I just said, Hawaiian waters and stuff like that. Um, so I think. So that's a topic in itself, like the idea of, of stealing Im- someone like, else's. Well, like, not even really stealing, just kind of imposing, softly yeah. imposing <laughs> on imp- on another another area's kind of identity. Yeah, because you said you said Kona, but I, there's another one, Shinola. I don't know Ooh, if you're familiar, Shinola. They uh they they're they're known for their watches. Okay. Um, but they're they're quote based in Detroit, and then they they a lot of their branding, a lot of their marketing is around this idea of like pulling yourself up your bootstraps and the, mm. the, the Detroit sentimentality and Detroit this and Detroit that but they're actually their holding company is actually I want to say it's based in Switzerland oh interesting curveball you know, it's like so it's kind yeah, of just like this offshoot of what like they take this this identity that a lot of people especially in America kind of like can relate to like you you know mm. about Detroit you mm-hmm. know about the the, the the sordid history that Detroit has especially when it comes to manufacturing mm. and so Shinola kind of like borrowed that sentiment and used it to sell products yeah. and, and and when i when i discovered that they like the the, the <gasps> shinola company isn't even like a detroit founded or detroit bred thing i was like huh it makes you wonder like how many other, other brands out there that. are kind of using yeah. a certain iconography to 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 sell something to that blast. might not even be indicative of that the region that they're trying to sell it purport mm-hmm. it from mm-hmm. That's so, i don't know i don't know um, I guess final final comment if we're going there, yeah. unless you have more. No, no, we do. Because now, because now, now, now got all these conspiracy all theories these. in my head. I'm like, which brands are lying to us? That's going to be the next episode. Yeah, which brands out there? Which one of you all? Which one of you guys is lying to yeah. us? Yeah. Um, I think it all like where? How do you even? Where does the idea of pull up your brute straps come from Detroit and what makes that Detroit? It does. It goes back to the people mm-hmm. um, to kind of bring this conversation full uh, full circle is that the way that people are conditioned in their everyday life, in their um, like 
demographic on um, religious beliefs mm-hmm. and um, financial belief, not beliefs, uh, ability, and you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Conditions, how you handle every single situation. Um, and like I mentioned too, I think the environment also really supports where those comes from. So you think of like the Hawaii and Kona and you think of the, it's, it's people there were conditioned to go surfing and to do these things and people in Colorado, like we mentioned, they have mountains, awesome mountains in their backyard. So they, they take on the activities. Kind of like- yeah. They take on activities that support that. And same with Disney. There's a reason why, um, uh, you know, we have theme parks all over our states because it's it's typically when it's not pouring rain, it's always sunny. <laughs> we don't have to worry sunny. about um, snow or it getting too cold or anything like that to kind of keep visitors uh, that w- that will detract visitors from coming to our state mm. to um, p- to play. Um, so yeah, it, it it really does go back. Cities are are um, evolved and get their identity from. Um, the way that the people are built up sure. and then it co uh, co exist and um, not communicate, but um, collaborate, mm-hmm. you know, in these communities. And then, of course, the kind of environment that allows you to do certain things. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in order to really kind of get a glimpse of a city's or just the urban identity of any area, whether it's domestic or, or international, it, again, it goes back to the people. Mm-hmm. It's it's the, the people, whether you've been in a certain place for a year or, or your entire life, mm-hmm. um, it's the people who go to work every day, mm-hmm. the people who work for the city, work for the county, do the things that they can do in order to help maintain their city whether it's mm-hmm. daytona beach or austin texas mm-hmm. or chicago or like or, some little town that you don't we don't even know about yeah shout out to inverness florida home <laughs> of the cooter festival hey. which is probably one of the greatest events i have ever witnessed in my life um next episode yeah uh, next to episode, come, we're gonna, to come. yeah next episode we're doing a remote at the cooter festival <laughs> in inverness we're coming for you um but yeah it's 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 about that it's about that that homegrown kind of like homebred sentiment that that mm-hmm. that that come on come on down hang out get a feel for what we're about go back and tell your friends mm-hmm. but be respectful be respectful of the places that you visit you know that's if i can leave you guys with anything no matter where you visit in this wide world of ours always be respectful leave the ba- leave the place better than when you when you found it mm-hmm. so but um with that said we're going to wrap everything up uh, kelsey thank you always for coming in and blessing the people with the knowledge <laughs> um as always if you have any questions comments or concerns be sure to send them to provoke that's p r o v o k at evokead.com and follow us on social media we're on we're on twitter we're on facebook invoke advertising look us up uh just kind of keep up with our contributions to the advertising world um, and as far as our quote is concerned it's from a uh, henry wadsworth longfellow uh he said i have an affection for a great city i feel safe in the neighborhood of man and enjoy the sweet security of its streets y'all take care <laughs>